Hi folks and welcome aboard to what promises to be a very busy news week. You know, I gotta say, the Democratic Party is just weird. I, they really are. I have in front of me Joe Biden's inaugural address, right? And I literally counted, I put a number next to the amount of times that he talked about unity and uniting the nation. I mean, that's why we affectionately call him on this program, Joe Unity Biden. He talked, he says, it requires the most elusive of things in a democracy, unity. He then repeats, unity. He talks about uniting our people, uniting our nation, uniting to fight the common foes we face and with unity we can do great things important things i gotta tell you there's a part of this country that is unified right now because of joe unity biden and the country is seeing how inept how stupid how clumsy how foolish how dumb of a human being he is i mean i think even some democrats who voted for joe unity biden are thinking oh boy we didn't know that we were getting this. We thought we were going to get a moderate Democrat at best because Donald Trump is so bad and his tweets are so mean and he offends people. We can't have that. We need to have Joe Unity Biden. Uh, there's some Democrats, though, who are I mean, still defending Joe Biden's actions. We have new polling coming out, uh, NBC and CBS polling. Uh, we have some Democrats, by the way, with Pelosi and Charles E., who could care less about what's going on in Afghanistan. The videos that uh, emerged over the weekend are just shocking, to say the least. I mean, if you really thought that any Democratic leaders actually cared about their constituency, you can forget about that. I mean... The video of Charles E. Schumer is, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, I can tell you what, folks, it ain't dancing what Charles E. is even trying to do. And and, and uh, Stephen Colbert as well. It, it's just, it's terrible. I mean, it really is terrible. But anyway, we'll get into that a um, little later on in the program. We start, though, with, here's a headline today. This is in the New York Post. Taliban warn. Failure to withdraw U.S. forces by, quote, red line date will provoke a reaction. So hold on a second here. Now, the Taliban are drawing a red line, right? You better have every American, every military personnel get all of them out by the deadline that you set, Joe, August 31st. Well, remember the last time we heard of this red line when it comes to the Middle East, and we had Barack Hussein Obama, who was saying that, hey, listen, Siri, listen to you, listen, President Assad, if you cross this red line that I put down, hey, then it is going to be trouble for you and your people, right? That That's what he promised Barack Hussein Obama. Well, then Assad actually crossed the red line. And he thought, oh, well, uh, well, don't cross this red line. Oh, well, he crossed that red line, too. I mean, this is the uh, President Assad, right, who gasses his own people. What was the reaction from Barack Hussein Obama? What did he do about Assad crossing the red line that he put down? Absolutely nothing. Along with Joe Unity Biden right there, his second in command, they did nothing about Assad. 
They did nothing about their supposed red line that they put down. Now, when it comes to the Taliban, though, and remember, these are proven terrorists. Their murderers are the Taliban. They're talking about a red line. They don't care who they kill. I mean, if Americans are still there by August 31st, they're saying that there's going to be, quote, consequences, right? So they write, the Taliban are warning President Biden that extending the August 31st deadline to withdraw U.S. forces from Afghanistan as the administration struggles to evacuate American citizens, I mean, that's putting it lightly, and Afghan allies from the country would bring consequences. Now, Sky News um, in the UK uh, interviewed the Taliban spokesman. This guy's name is Suhail Shaheen. He says this, quote, it's a red line. President Biden announced that on August 31st, they would withdraw all their military forces. So if they extend it, that means they are extending occupation while there is no need for that, he says. Then says, uh, if the U.S. or the U.K. were to seek additional time to continue evacuations, the answer is no. So now here's the Taliban, right? Who Joe Biden has said before, he's, he's been promising that they're going to have, they're going to create a safe passage for Americans to get out. So if there's a remaining American or remaining military personnel that are still there on September 1st, I mean, look out, I guess. I mean, there's going to be a reaction, right? Now, by the way, who are the Taliban to be telling us, right, that that they, first of all, they roll in and they just take complete control over Afghanistan. Joe Biden does nothing about it. Now, on top of that, they're telling us we're going to, there's going to be a reaction if your people aren't out by this, quote, red line, right? Again, if, if this was a Republican president, we wouldn't have got to this point. Look at Donald Trump. Right from the get-go, when the Taliban started taking more and more land in Afghanistan, he would have said, uh, yeah, I don't think so. Probably would have dropped a few bombs, and that would have been the end of that. We haven't heard much from the Taliban in the last four years. Haven't heard much about al-Qaeda. Definitely nothing about ISIS, where 100% of the caliphate of ISIS was totally wiped out by Donald Trump. But because the Taliban know that Joe Biden is weak, that Joe Biden will do nothing at all. They think that they can just do whatever it is that they want to do. And it's from what I've seen from Joe Biden so far, doesn't seem like he's taken much action against the Taliban. I mean, he says, well, we're leaving and that's it. And we're going to we're gonna do our best to get Americans out. I mean, we have this State Department document saying, well, please make your way to Karzai Airport. And uh, sorry, but we can't guarantee your safety. Even Jen Psaki, White House press secretary, who was pressed today um, by Peter Ducey uh, using the term stranded Americans, which is exactly what they are over in Afghanistan. And, 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 and she's, I mean, just fired back at him. She seemed really worked up about Peter Ducey using that uh, terminology. Uh, but anyway, though, I, here's a, a, another quote from uh, the Taliban spokesperson. Uh, you know, if the uh, there would be consequences if the U.S. seek additional time, uh, adding that extending the deadline would, quote, create mistrust between us. I, create mistrust? 
Oh, wait a second here. We heard on Friday from the defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, that Americans are being beaten just trying to get to the airport. Well, I would think, hey, Joe, doesn't that kind of create uh, mistrust between us and the Taliban? Why would you care what the Taliban have to say? Uh, and, 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 and on the other side, I mean, Joe might have to say, well, I'm just trying to get Americans out. Well, again, it shouldn't have got to that point where you're having to negotiate with the Taliban who, and by the way, the Americans that are trapped in Afghanistan that are stranded, they're hostages. For all intents and purposes, the Taliban have American hostages right now in Afghanistan. This guy, this Taliban spokesperson, prolonging the occupation will provoke a reaction. Right now, Biden um, yesterday uh, was talking, said he had discussions about allowing the U.S. to remain uh, there past August 31st to continue to provide security at the Karzai International Airport. Uh, and here's a quote for you that Biden said yesterday. There's discussions going on among us and uh, the military about extending our hope is we will not have to extend, but there are going to be discussions, I suspect, on how far along we are in the process. Uh, even writes that uh, tomorrow he's supposed to raise the topic with leaders of the G7 countries when he meets virtually uh, with them. Now, uh, and, and who knows what Joe's going to say. I mean, he, uh, there's reporting today, by the way, that Joe was even being lectured by Emmanuel Macron of France, right? Think about that. Liberal as they come. Emmanuel Macron, and even he is starting to see, wow, Joe really is shocking as a president. He's pretty terrible. Uh, Joe's receiving pushback today. Uh, Representative uh, Congressman Michael McCall from Texas saying, uh, quote, the U.S. has no intel uh, in Afghanistan right now. That gives victory to the Taliban. Says this, quote, the Taliban, their stripes just got bigger. He said, he says, we have no intelligence on the ground now. We are completely dark with the exception of the airport. We will be dark. Uh, he said this, that um, with there being no attempt to set up intelligence capabilities in another country nearby, he said the situation is, quote, a nightmare unfolding before your very eyes. Then said that this is a victory not only for the Taliban, but for Russia China and Iran so far away because we can't see their activities in the region anymore. Now, you expect Republican pushback. Um, and, and by the way, uh, uh, Congressman McCall's absolutely right. And it, it seems like this decision right from the get-go has benefited only China, Russia, I mean, de definitely China, right? Even China were mocking us as we left. Um, and we know, by the way, through all of Hunter's business dealings, through Joe Biden and his uh, bragging about, well, I spent 24 hours with President Xi of China. I mean, he loves the Chinese. I, if you ask me, I believe the whole Biden family is completely compromised by the Chinese. Um, but you even have a Democrat pushing back today on Joe Unity Biden. And it's not who you'd believe either. It's Adam Schiff. From liberal as they come, the USS, the United Socialist State of California. What? Adam Schiff saying uh, it's unlikely that all Americans and allies will get out of Afghanistan by August 31st. 
said this quote and by the way he is the um chairman of the uh house intelligence committee which by the way how he got that role is beyond me i mean if you ever if you ever actually look at adam schiff he's got these weird old big bug eyes that just start looking at you it's one of the creepiest individuals you can ever see in your life i promise you of that uh so he was asked about the august 31st deadline and says this quote i think it's possible but I think it's very unlikely given the number of Americans who still need to be evacuated, the number of SIVs, the number of others who are members of the Afghan press, civil society leaders, women leaders. It's hard for me to imagine all of that can be accomplished between now and the end of the month. So the White House today being asked about the, the actual exact number of Americans that we still have uh, currently in Afghanistan, they don't know. They don't have a clue. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan saying today, the difficulty pinpointing an exact number was because some Americans didn't notify the U.S. Embassy when they arrived in Afghanistan or when they left. Now, if you ask me, it just sounds like the White House are just continually making up excuse after excuse. He says this, quote, Many people have asked reasonably, why can't we provide a precise number of American citizens still in the country? Well, when Americans have come to Afghanistan over the years, we ask them to register with the embassy. Many have left without deregistering. Others never registered at all. That is their right, he says, of course, and it's our responsibility to find them, which we are doing now hour by hour in the days remaining. Now, doesn't that sound ominous when he talks about that in the days remaining? Remember, um, uh, Millie and Lloyd Austin were talking about we're going to get as many Americans out before the clock runs out. I mean, if you're an American and you're still in Afghanistan right now, I mean, is there a lot of promise there when you hear them talking like this? Um, says, uh, we believe we have the wherewithal to get the American citizens who want to leave out of Kabul. Now, so he immediately makes this excuse. Well, Americans weren't registering and weren't deregistering. Then immediately says, well, it's still our responsibility. Again, folks, it's nothing but excuse after excuse. And from what I'm seeing and what I'm reading, I don't think that the Biden administration has a very solid, strict concrete plan at all to ensure that all americans safely get out of afghanistan on friday remember politico reporting austin contradicts biden saying americans have been beaten by the taliban remember joe gave his press conference which was just a disaster lie after lie on friday and was saying well that the taliban has created a safe passage for any american who wants to get out well, Lloyd Austin, I mean, literally hours after Biden was done talking, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin told lawmakers that Americans trying to leave Afghanistan have been beaten by Taliban fighters. Austin, Austin's remarks to House members appeared to directly contradict Biden's assessment from minutes earlier. Biden said the U.S. was not aware of Americans having trouble get through, getting through Taliban checkpoints into the airport in Kabul. Lloyd Austin, though, said that these reports, though, that he's hearing of Americans being beaten, you know, just the complete opposite of what Joe is trying to tell the country, said that these beatings are unacceptable. 
right? Then said, uh, we're also aware that some people, including Americans, have been harassed and even beaten by the Taliban. Well, this is unacceptable, and we made it clear to the designated Taliban leader. Well, you know, I said on Friday, listen, well, who are you going to blame here, Defense Secretary? You can't blame the Trump administration anymore. You say it's unacceptable. Well, what are you doing about it? What is Joe Unity Biden doing about it? And you, you, you can't keep looking at others. At some point, you are the people that have to make sure that all the Americans that have to get out of Afghanistan, you know, even the people in Afghanistan, Afghanis that have helped American forces, it is on you to make sure that they all get out safely. If any American dies, if Americans are being beaten in Afghanistan, that is all on you. This Biden administration has caused this. They've created this absolute debacle in Afghanistan, so they have to own it. Anytime an American's being treated even in the slightest form poorly in Afghanistan, they can own all of that. Jen Psaki was being asked today uh, by Peter Ducey, right? He says, well, you're talking, uh, Ducey, let me get his exact quote for you here. During White House uh, press briefing, Fox News' uh, White House correspondent, that being Peter Ducey, pressed Saki that the criticism towards Biden isn't his decision to withdraw the military from Afghanistan, but the way the administration went about it, noting how troops were pulled before getting these Americans who are now stranded. That's what Peter Ducey asked her, talking about Americans who are stranded. He says, does, does he have any sense of that? And Jen Psaki, right, just visibly angry at Peter Ducey, Jen Circleback Saki says, quote, first of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. Oh, really, Jen? Then what would you call them? Americans who just want to get home safe, who are being beaten at the airport. They're absolutely stranded. Says this, we are committed to bringing Americans who want to come home, home. We are in touch with them via phone, via text, via email, via any way that we can possibly reach Americans to get them home. Then Deucey responds and says, there are no Americans stranded, right? Is that the White House's official position on what's happening in Afghanistan right now? Then again, visibly upset, saying, quote, I'm just calling you out for saying that we are stranding Americans in Afghanistan. I mean, Jen, that's exactly what this administration has done. You had no plan put in place. You just said, well, we got to get our military out of there, right? Because who knows? And who knows, by the way, what the actual uh, decision, what, who was actually persuading it was pushing Joe in one direction. I mean, it, I don't think it was just from Joe Biden himself like that. I really don't. I mean, Kamala Harris, by the way, remember she was, oh, we'll get to Kamala Harris news today. I mean, she just continues to disgrace the office of the vice presidency. Um, but Kamala Harris was bragging. Well, I was, I was the last one in the room that Joe talked to. Right. And, and, and again, we don't know. Is Joe compromised by China, Russia, Iran so far away? I mean, it kind of seems like that to me. I, I haven't seen at one policy, one thing that Joe Biden put at, has put in place since he took office January 20th that has actually benefited any American. I, on top of that, I haven't seen anything benefit any of our allies throughout the entire world. 
Um, oh, and he says that, no, I haven't seen anything about NATO giving us any uh, pushback whatsoever. Well, that was a lie, and we learned that um, today through this phone call with Macron. We'll get into that. Um, so Jen Psaki, uh, Jen Psaki's furious denunciation of the stranded descriptor during her heated exchange widely panned on social media. Federalist senior editor Christopher Bedford saying, quote, this is a lie. Americans are stranded and surrounded. The entire country knows this. The entire world knows this. And you can be sure that the Taliban knows this. You should be ashamed, Saki. Cynical, convenient lies are a grave disservice to the people who need the U.S. now. Uh, Washington Examiner reporter Jerry Dunleavy writing, Americans are stranded in Afghanistan. Right now, Afghan allies who helped Americans are stranded in Afghanistan. The Taliban controls Afghanistan. Americans and allies are stuck behind Taliban lines. And Americans and allies have been threatened, beaten, and blocked by the Taliban. Congressman Greg Murphy from North Carolina saying, quote, it's beyond irresponsible to execute a withdrawal that leaves tens of thousands of Americans and trusted allies to fend for themselves as the Taliban goes door to door killing people. What world are you living in, Jen Psaki? Uh, Republican strategist Matt Whitlock saying, you know what's even more irresponsible? Stranding Americans in Afghanistan. Uh, uh, the Guardian reporting, they even talk about Americans being stranded. They say, uh, uh, this was uh, on Friday, headline in The Guardian, Afghanistan, thousands stranded in Kabul as Taliban go door to door. They say that tens of thousands of foreigners and Afghans who collaborated with U.S. and NATO forces remain stranded in Kabul as governments grappled with an overwhelming backlog of visas and Taliban checkpoints which were preventing people safely reaching the airport. A report with the August 31st deadline set by Biden for complete U.S. withdrawal looming, tens of thousands of people eligible for U.S. evacuations who were yet to be airlifted out, many who were among the crowds gathered around Kabul airport brandishing their papers or proof they had worked on U.S. military bases. UK government, by the way, also struggling to evacuate its allies. And then um, this uh, German uh, NGO says, quote, it had closed its safe houses for Afghan nationals who worked with coalition forces, calling them death traps. Marcus uh, Grotian, an active German soldier, saying, quote, the Taliban are going door to door looking for local forces. This was foreseeable, and there's already been a visit to one of the safe houses by the Taliban. Thank God it was empty. Another uh, German broadcaster, by the way, saying that a family member of one of its reporters had been shot and killed by the Taliban when they came looking for that journalist who had fled the country. So yeah, Americans and our allies are being stranded in Afghanistan. Again, but this is like, this is routine though for Jen Psaki. She gets on there during her press briefings and just completely and blatantly lies over and over again. And many of the reporters, by the way, a lot of, you know, NBC and CBS and ABC and MSDNC and NPR, well, all of those reporters let her get away with it. I mean, I, I was shocked on... Friday when Joe actually took a tough question from the NPR report and then he walked off. 
Right after that, he was done. He's, oh, I know which way this is going. I got to get out of here, right? Or maybe it was his staff who was saying, listen, Joe, you better get out now. Um, but when Peter Ducey from Fox News actually gets up there, he's the only one that's ever going to press Jen Psaki. No one else wants to do it. Um, White House being accused today by the independent White House accused of scrubbing Macron criticism of Biden from official transcript of Afghanistan call. So the document, by the way, these were uh, remarks that Macron made to Joe Biden, the document carrying a statement from a call between the presidents on August uh, 19th was released by both governments, but carried uniquely different stances. While both the statements lauded efforts by personnel on the ground and continued coordination among allies in Afghanistan, the statement by the French government had a sharp take on evacuations effort, evacuation efforts. Statement from the White House said, both presidents lauded the tireless efforts of their personnel working closely together in Kabul on the evacuation of their citizens. The brave Afghans who have stood by us and our NATO partners and other vulnerable Afghan nationals. But the statement released by the French government, however, said that Macron, president of France, reminded Biden of the, quote, collective moral responsibility towards Afghan men and women. Also added that Macron underscored the absolute need for swift, concrete coordination between the Allies to ensure the evacuation of our citizens, Afghan men and women who worked for the Allies and those who are in danger. Macron also said to Biden, right, quote, we cannot abandon them. Oh, in other terms, we don't want to strand Americans and Allies over in Afghanistan. Um, now, the White House, they, they refused to put any of that in, uh, uh, into the official document. They didn't want to talk about how Emmanuel Macron, right, is, is telling Joe Unity Biden, right, is scolding him. It's unbelievable. But I get, remember Joe, though, said on Friday, well, I haven't, I haven't seen any NATO allies that are, that are saying anything bad about our withdrawal. Well, Joe, now hold on a second here, right? Because didn't Joe say that on uh, Friday, which was the 20th? We're being told that this phone call happened on August 19th, just a day before. I mean, th think about if you're Joe Biden, right? You just get out in front of the American public and just lie to them, right? He's done this for 51 years. How big of a scumbag do you have to be to be Joe Biden and his total scumbag family? Uh, yesterday, Biden's saying this because now we have to, now Joe wants to make peace with the Taliban, right? He, he understands that we have to rely on the Taliban here, right? And we're going to bring Afghans into the country. So, uh, Biden said this yesterday, uh, said the Taliban has to make a decision as to whether it will assume the responsibility to unite and provide for the well-being of the Afghan people. Biden said this, quote, look, the Taliban has to make a fundamental decision. Is the Taliban going to attempt to be able to unite and provide for the well-being of the people of Afghanistan, which no group has ever done since hundreds of years? So do you think, Joe, that just randomly out of the blue, the Taliban, who are terrorists and murderers and killers, that they're just going to be fine with the people of Afghanistan who want freedom and who want liberty? Of course they're not, Joe. How naive and stupid do you have to be? Or again, 
Maybe this is what he wants. Maybe he wants Americans to die in Afghanistan. Maybe he wants our Afghan allies to die in Afghanistan. Maybe China's telling him this is how it has to be, Joe. Uh, another headline, Biden urges Taliban to provide for well-being of Afghans, saying uh, uh, besides the Taliban that the U.S., that we got to provide for these Afghan refugees coming in, right? Quote, once screened and cleared, we will welcome these Afghans to their new home in the United States of America. There's Joe Unity Biden for you, right, folks? Wanting more and more votes coming right into the country. Well, remember, it was Joe Unity Biden's administration that provides you safety. I mean, it's, it, there's no other way to describe it. It's a complete and utter debacle. This guy has been one of the biggest failures in all of American history. I mean, Joe Biden, right now, if, if things don't change throughout his presidency, he may very well go down as the worst president that this country has ever seen. Um, I, we have more Biden news to get into. How about this? Biden's um, job ratings. This is an NBC uh, from yesterday. Biden's job ratings decline amid COVID surge. Afghanistan withdrawn NBC News poll. They write after a spike in U.S. COVID cases and bipartisan criticism over the chaos from America's withdrawal from Afghanistan. President Joe Biden's overall job approval rating has dipped below 50% among adults for the first time in his early presidency. Uh, according to the survey, uh, again, NBC News poll here, 49% of adults approve of Biden's job performance, 48% disapprove. How 49% approve at this point in time is beyond me. But either way, that figure is down uh, from April when 53% of adults approved of Biden's job, only 39% disapproved. Uh, some of the biggest declines for Biden coming from independents, rural residents and white respondents. Democrats, however, listen to this, have held steady 88% of them approve of Biden's job. I really 88% of Democrats? 90, uh, even that's down though. It was 90% in April. CBS News poll that was out yesterday. Biden approve, uh, job approval falls. Handling of troop removal is negative, but support for withdrawal remains. Now that makes sense because, I mean, you don't hear a whole lot of Americans who, are, who, who were criticizing the decision to withdraw. I mean, even Donald Trump wanted to withdraw from Afghanistan. But the way that Joe has done it, which is leading to death, destruction, carnage, and chaos in Afghanistan, that's what Americans are very disapproving of. Most Americans, even right, most Americans wanted a withdrawal from Afghanistan. Most still do, but not like this. Uh, removal, this is in CBS again, removal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan has gone 44% say very badly, 30% say somewhat badly. I mean, together, that's 74% of Americans saying this is very, this is bad. What's going on? This withdrawal is terrible. Uh, as far as the approval of, um, of, of American troops withdrawing from Afghanistan, 63% approve of that. Biden's handling of removal, though, only 47% approve of that. 
Therefore, half of the country think that his removal has been terrible. And, and <clears throat> by the way, listen to this headline. CBS reporter instructs White House staff to show Biden the poll about his job approval rating. Now, this was Bo Erickson um, who was uh, asked um, uh, Joe Biden a question yesterday. You had this uh, reporter, Ed O'Keefe, asked the president um, about, or excuse me, it was Ed O'Keefe was the reporter who asked Biden about the CBS poll. He says this, quote, a new poll out today shows Americans wanted to withdraw from Afghanistan, but they disapprove of the way you've handled it. It says the majority of Americans, forgive me, I'm just the messenger, no longer consider you to be, Why? by the way, why is he, forgive me, says to Joe Uni Biden, why would you apologize? Aren't they supposed to hold this guy accountable? People in power, isn't that what the media is supposed to do? Isn't that ethical journalism, right? Isn't that a journalist with integrity? Forgive me, he says. I'm just the messenger, but no longer Americans consider you to be competent, focused, or effective at the job. What would you say to those Americans? The only thing Joe could muster up is that, well, it's going to be hard and painful no matter when it started, but... I don't know. I didn't see that poll. Bo Erickson uh, tweeting in response to that. Dear White House staff, please share the below poll to Joe Biden. He said he had not seen it. Now, maybe that's a snide little shot at Joe. I kind of think that he's like, well, you better show this to Joe because, you know, we obviously mean partisan Democrats. Well, we want him to we want him to turn things around. We really do. CBS. Um, you have the propaganda news. CNN panel blasting Biden's bizarre messaging. Uh, this was um, from the uh, AP's Julia Pace yesterday at Inside Politics saying, quote, there's a serious disconnect between the messaging from the Biden administration, which is essentially, well, we've got this. We have a plan. We're getting this under control. If you want to get out of Afghanistan, you can. And then what we're seeing on the ground from really brave reporters who are there, from a lot of Afghan civilians who are sharing pictures of images of the scene outside the airport where, guess what? No, you cannot get out if you want to get out. Now, over the weekend, you had Kamala Harris, right? So she's asked about Afghanistan, right? Reporters are asking her questions. And here she goes again, folks, laughing at the situation in Afghanistan. She thinks it's funny. Uh, this is in The the Sun reporting that um, Kamala Harris has been slammed for laughing while being grilled on Afghanistan crisis. Footage from Friday night uh, with reporters have shown the vice president nervously laughing when discussing the heartbreaking incidents going on in Afghanistan. One of the reporters says, what's your response to reports of Americans? She starts laughing. Ah, well, hold on, hold on, slow down, everybody. You know, I want to talk about two things. First, Afghanistan, we couldn't have a higher priority right now. And, and in particular, ha, 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 high priority is making sure that we safely evacuate American citizens, Afghans who worked with us, Afghans at risk, ah, including women and children. That's our highest, if not the highest priority right now she says oh and then adds this and it's a big area of focus for me in the past days and weeks and will continue to be even though on friday though she was laughing to go to vietnam ha 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 um again remember the polling we told you about in this program 
47% of likely voters in this Rasmussen poll found Harris not at all qualified to become president. 51% of potential voters insisted they had an unfavorable impression of Kamala Harris. Remember, she was bragging again, folks. I was I was the last person in the room when Joe decided to withdraw from Afghanistan, right? So here's Biden, who's just blatantly lying about the situation. Kamala Harris, who's laughing about the situation. Then we have Nancy Pelosi. Here's your headline. Video shows hordes of maskless people at Pelosi fundraiser. Mask, uh, mask pushing House Speaker Nancy Pelosi apparently caught addressing an outdoor crowd of maskless Democratic bigwigs in COVID-19's riddled Napa Valley over the weekend, according to this video. And by the way, if you see the video for yourself, there's Nancy Pelosi. And uh, there's reports that the dinners, by the way, were like $10,000 a piece. Um, Glenn Greenwald tweets, all the servants fully masked, but the almost entirely old, white, rich crowd of DCCC donors free to go maskless as they're served. Uh, Charles E. Schumer. Right. So here's Pelosi on the fundraiser. Right. She's uh, the Speaker of the House. Senate Majority Leader Charles E. Schumer slammed for dancing at New York City concert amid Afghanistan strike. He's dancing with Steve. Again, I use the term dancing very loosely. I mean, he's, he's moving his body all around. I guess some people could perceive it to be dancing, but it's just the most cringe video you can ever see in your life. Uh, Senator Charles E. Schumer ripped on Twitter for dancing with funny man. I wouldn't say funny at all. Stephen Colbert's a total idiot. Uh, with Stephen Colbert backstage at the We Love New York City concert amid the ongoing catastrophe in Afghanistan. And as the COVID pandemic continues to surge across the U.S. So, I mean, that's how about that, right? Biden lying, Harris laughing. Pelosi fundraising and Schumer dancing. I mean that that that's this is why folks we don't elect Democrats because they only care about themselves. If other Americans die, they could actually care less. We have allies in Afghanistan still trapped there. They don't care. It's a complete debacle. All all created by this Biden administration. Um, I want to point out, now I do have some breaking news for you, uh, just before we came on the air, actually. Headline, now remember, today, uh, uh, actually, a few minutes here, it'll be uh, Andrew Cuomo will be done with his uh, reign as governor in New York. Headline in the New York Post just a few, uh, uh, just about an hour ago, uh, outgoing Governor Cuomo grants clemency to convict, get this, convicted murderers during last hours in office. Outgoing New York Governor Cuomo marked his final day in office Monday by handing out four sentence commutations and one pardon. He also made a parole board referral for a 76-year-old man over his role in the deadly 1981 Brinks armored car robbery. David Gilbert, a weather, weather underground, right, terrorist organization, weather underground member who was convicted of 
three counts of second-degree murder, four counts of first-degree robbery for his role in the crime that resulted in the deaths of Police Sergeant Edward O'Grady and Officer Waverly Brown, as well as Brinks Guard Peter Page, he was serving a sentence of 75 years to life in prison with no possibility of parole until 2056. Now, Gilbert son, and we've spoken about this guy before, the San Francisco District Attorney, Chase Boudin, uh, lobbied for Cuomo, uh, lobbied Cuomo to get his dad out of jail. And that's exactly what Cuomo did tonight. Cuomo ordered the release of four other prisoners, including 68-year-old Greg Mingo, who was serving, who was sentenced in 1983 to serve 50 to life, 1980 robbery, murder of a Queens couple, right? You got a, another clemency recipient, 62-year-old Robert Ehrenberg, 50 to life, uh, after he shot and killed a man during a 1992 robbery. Fourth commutation recipient, 66-year-old uh, Ulysses Boyd, convicted of second-degree murder in connection with a six, uh, 1986 killing at a Harlem crack house. Fifth was a 59-year-old Paul Clark, convicted of second-degree murder, attempted murder, and weapons possession after shooting and killing a 17-year-old at a block party near his house in uh, Brooklyn November uh, in 1980. I mean, this is what Andrew Cuomo is doing? With his last few hours. Now, I know it happens all the time, but really, he couldn't find anyone else except convicted murderers? What a joke. And by the way, folks, before we go, don't think we forgot about Chirac. You know it is Monday. You know we have to report on the, again, doesn't bring me any joy to report on this, but no one else is going to do it. ABC 7 Chicago. Chicago shootings, 44 shot, 7 dead in weekend violence across the city. Uh, at about 2.55 uh, a.m., this was over the weekend, a man 52 and two women 62 and 24 outside a gas station with about 20 other people. Someone in a black Dodge Charger opened fire. Uh, the man suffered gunshot wounds to the head and the leg. The 62-year-old to the head, abdomen and lower backside, and the 24-year-old to the back. 62-year-old taken to the hospital where she died. 52-year-old was taken to the same hospital and is in critical condition. There you go. Mayor Lori Lightweight. Yet again, every single weekend. Talk about the violence and the deaths that happen in Chicago and what changes. Nothing at all. You know, folks, I think I had a pretty good line there, too, of what's going on with the, the whole uh, Afghanistan crisis now because of the Biden administration. Biden lying. Harris laughing, Pelosi fundraising, and Schumer dancing. They could care less about Americans. I cannot stress that enough. Folks, we have 1,245 more days to go in the Biden regime.